Hey, good morning. It's Monday, June 7th, the week of June when you're absolutely allowed to call out summer. Even if you're working from home, you can just be like, you know what? It's summer. I'm not doing anything today. I'm Tommy McFly. <laughs> I'm Kelly Collis. And yes, even though it's not officially summer yet on the calendar, it does feel like summer. Got a bunch of awesome, real fun DC headlines to get to today and other excuses for you to not be productive. Hey, I'm Tommy McFly. I'm Kelly Collis. We, we love DC. Tommy and I were first neighbors, then friends, and then we actually hosted a morning radio show together. We've even been each other's in case of emergency contacts. I was your contact, right? Well, I changed it after I got married. I hope that's okay. Anyway, we bring people together, created awesome community moments around D.C., and have been invited to and asked to leave some of the most interesting spots in the nation's capital. We're so glad that you're listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy some really fun headlines from D.C. and beyond. That was a lot. Let's get started. So let's get to it, Kel, but also it's great to see your face. I haven't seen you in like a week. You were on vacation. I was on vacation. You look great. I feel like you've lost 10 years. What did you do to yourself? <laughs> I did the, the exact opposite to lose 10 years. <laughs> I did a lot of drinking and sat in the sun. <laughs> Perfect. And some grotto pizza. That is the fountain of youth right there if I've ever heard it. <laughs> you are actually a year older since the last time I've seen you. That is very true. I am 35 years old. So I'm going to sit here for a couple years and just see how it feels. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is a good age to park at. <laughs> totally, just idle for a little bit, hang out. Um, Mikey, thanks for the happy pride. Back to you um, for the comment on Facebook. And uh, speaking of things that are that are changing and out of this world, Jeff Bezos, when who we're now calling local because of Amazon HQ two, um, he's on his way to space. Yes, this is breaking news this morning. Um, he is. It's like kind of going to space. So I talked to briefly about my husband who is, you know, in the industry. He's basically going to fly in the first crewed flight on a rocket ship. So he goes up into space. They like float around a little bit, take off their seatbelts, float into space, and then they come right back down. So it's not like he's orbiting, but yes, he is going to space. He's also taking his younger brother um, in this flight. And then this is also the flight that a bunch of millionaires have been trying to get a seat on that will be, um, I believe it's auction, going to be auctioned off on the same flight. So not only do you get to go into space, but you get to do a little networking with Bezos. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> like, that's absolutely a tax write-off then. For sure. Uh, so that's kind of exciting that they're announcing that. And I guess I was doing a little bit more research. He's kind of the first billionaire to go up to space. It's planning on July 20th. So he beats out, of course, um, Elon Musk and uh, Richard Branson, who are both obviously very active in the space industry. I guess there's a little rivalry there. If I'm Oprah, I'm like, let's do this. I'm going to space next weekend. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get to Oprah in a little bit because there's talk of her being a fairy godmother to a newborn that was born in California over the weekend. So oh. we'll get to her. She's going to have her moment in a minute. Perfect. Also, Jeff Bezos and a bunch of millionaires who've won an auction go to space and float around a little bit. Are we sure this is not the HBO Max reboot of Gilligan's Island? <laughs> I mean, it has the potential to be like right? that. It was supposed to just be a three-hour tour, and then they end up on Mars. <laughs> Ooh. Um, yeah, that, that, that would be sad. But also, I will say that Jeff Bezos is not just because of HQ2 uh, here in D.C., Obviously, that's coming. There's a lot of excitement, but he actually has this giant mansion 
um, in Northwest DC. And I keep on thinking I'm going to run into him at the Whole Foods because it's kind of near where I live. <laughs> and I think he, he has his Whole Foods delivered. I could be wrong. I know, but he owns Whole Foods. Maybe he wants to just, you know, have the experience. Undercover boss. Is that what you yes, think is happening? Totally. Waiting for it. Uh, let's talk about this Oprah, Meghan Markle situation. I didn't even realize there was a fairy godmother layer to it. Okay, so everyone knows by now that Meghan and Harry had their little girl on Friday, a day after your birthday, Tommy. Mm -hmm. Missed it just by a day on June 4th. Thank goodness. I don't want to share a birthday with little bit Diana, that's for sure. (laughs) Yes, that is the name. And there's there's so much controversy right now behind the first name, Lilibet, which I guess was a very personal and private name for uh, this little girl's great-grandmother, of course, Queen Elizabeth. That's great. Right. It just wasn't widely known. Mm. So... um, Anyway, they're calling her Lily, uh, but I guess she. Um, there is talk that Oprah Winfrey will be the godmother. Wow. Yes, and with Archie, this her big brother. I guess it was very like you know British. She like the way that they did the godparents, and they're saying that Lily's going to get like all American on us. Like I don't know Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey. You know our oh, own nice. American royalty. Right. <laughs> I mean, after that interview, I feel like Oprah gets to, I feel like Oprah should let them be the her godparents because that interview was <laughs> something. For sure, right? Um, and Tommy, I know you love buying domain names as you think you're going to make your next millions off of it. My first Don't millions. <laughs> yeah, your first millions. Uh, LilyBetDiana.com has, has been purchased. Oh, man. <laughs> if you're looking to buy that. Is the kid have a vlog or what's happening up there? Nah, we don't know. I mean, it was purchased a couple days before they announced the name. Where the, It's most likely been purchased by some someone of the Sussex, Harry, Meghan, their empire. I don't know. The PR person. Who knows? Just to park it and keep it safe so no one like me could get it. For, for sure. Reasonable. Reasonable. We did the same thing when we adopted our puppy Kotak. We're like, check the hashtag. Okay, no one's used it, so we're good to go. <laughs> You're such a millennial. Check the hashtag. Yeah, totally. Oh. You can't have like you can't name something something that's got a hashtag that's got some weird stuff on it. For sure. Okay, that's good to know. Kotak hashtag all you're yeah. gonna get is your dog. That's right. That's all you're gonna get. C O T O C hashtag cross all social media platforms. Feel free good. to check it out. Tip what your a bartenders. Thanks a lot. Uh, Speaking of American royalty, a great update from Captain Obvious. This is awesome news. He is so awesome. So we learned over Twitter that one of his um, friends said the latest update for Ted, by the way, that's Captain Obvious, of course, the guy that we see at all the Nats and the Caps games dressed in his captain's gear. Um, He is out of the CCU and now in the ICCU. Of course, he's recovering from COVID. Um, and he's off the ventilator. So he's awesome. able to speak and eat and drink. He actually posted up on Instagram saying, I'm alive. And I've heard from him. He's sent me a message. And he's really, um, you know, he's got a long road to recovery. I don't think we're going to see him at a NAS game anytime soon. But he has gone through the worst of it. He has been in the hospital since April. Wow. Yeah. It was touch and go with him for a while, too. Yeah, it, it really was. So I, um, we are all praying for him. He's gotten such... Um, the community, of course, has just rallied around him. There, there's this movement that anytime you see Captain Obvious in the ballpark when he comes back, like he's never paying for another beer again <laughs> at oh the gosh. ballpark <laughs> or at, at a Caps game. Love that oh, guy. I know. 
Although I Captain Obvious can drink, so maybe we should rethink that, folks, because like <laughs> he survived COVID but didn't make it to the fourth inning. I don't think that's a great way. Like I feel like we should be careful with that. Maybe we 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 trade off, like get a beer and then maybe a bottle of water and we can yes. like, slow it down a little bit. I like that. Captain Obvious, we're gonna give you drink tickets every every game from <laughs> right. now on. To make sure that you're going to be all right. But Gary's getting involved. Ron's getting involved. Uh, sending love to Captain Obvious. Sending him a speedy recovery and, and best wishes. I think the biggest thing that also we've uh, discovered that his real name is Ted Peters. Yes. <laughs> right. Because he always likes to be called the captain. But well, I can't believe you're just like letting that spill, Kelly. You're telling everyone his real name. I know. Well, I feel like it, it was on Twitter. I didn't do it. Someone else posted it. I just retweeted it. Okay. Well, there you go. That's that's everyone's defense on Twitter. <laughs> I didn't do it. I just retweeted it. That's right. That's right. Well, hopefully it doesn't get me kicked off Twitter. Well, we're still. I think they had bigger fish to fry. Well, we're still on uh, the the baseball sports situation. What the hell happened with the Nats game? I, I saw like people were losing their minds on Twitter um, on Sunday night's game against Philadelphia, but it was quite a doozy. Yes, and I love that's how you get your information. I actually sat and watched the whole game unravel. Um, it was weird, long, wasn't it? It was very long. A weird set of events. It started off, I believe it was in the second inning, the home plate umpire got hit in the face with a ball. And like it like hit his mask. Obviously, they wear that big mask. Um, and you know, he kind of like took off his mask and kind of shaked it off. And then um, I believe Josh Harrison had popped up the ball into his face. Not that that matters, but like the off next the bat, like not like not like the yeah. catcher missed it. Like it hit the bat and hit his yeah. face. Yeah, yeah. And um, he kind of like shook it off and put his mask back on, got into position, and then all of a sudden he like took off his mask and started running. Mm -hmm. And he was holding his hand over his face. He was hurling. And he ran into to the dugout, the Philadelphia dugout, and all you saw the camera followed him. He went down into the tunnel, um, and of course, all the trainers and 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 the other umpires went down to make sure he's okay. There was some speculation that he had a concussion, and 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 vomiting is one of the symptoms. It seems about right. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you just spontaneously vomit. Yeah. I mean, he was around Bryce Harper, so I can understand how that would make you puke. <laughs> but oh my gosh! So then, so like he's running. And like that, like hurling as he ran to the yes, and this yes. is this is early in the game. This is early in the game, and so then they had to get the new umpire in, and who was going to do that and put on the gear, and then of course the pitcher needs to warm oh, back yeah. up again. Like That's it a was a great question. What happens yeah. when the umpire is gone? Is there a backup uh, umpire? Uh, well, I think one of the other umpires that was on the field. Yes, there's always backup umpires in, in the event of injury, but one uh, of the ones that was already active on the field, but had to get you know all the gear on because yeah. home, home plate umpires got. All the stuff on. Like a little hockey goalie back there. For sure. And then um, yeah. the pitcher, our pitcher, Austin Both, who was having a great game, um, went up to bat to do a little bunt. And um, the ball went off the bat. And I believe it hit his helmet, knocking his helmet off like a good two yards and hit him in the face. And he immediately fell. I've watched the replay like multiple times. Um, and of course, with a, with a, a ball player, obviously you're worried about injury, but I, I was worried about his, his vision, right? Because right, that, right. that's sort of hard to repair. Um, but it turns out, I mean, he did leave the game. He was bleeding immediately. He broke his nose. Oh, man. Yeah. So we can expect him like Scherzer style, you know, to come back with like the bruised eyes. Remember when Scherzer got stopped yes. in the nose? Um, he spent the night in Philadelphia. The Nats have a day off today. And uh, that, of course, stopped down the game because it was only the third inning and he was the starting pitcher and who's going to pitch and all the things. One second, Kelly. 
Gary just said, I couldn't imagine being a baseball umpire. It's challenging after umpiring kickball. <laughs> I appreciate that, Gary. <laughs> you don't have to worry about 90 mile per hour balls going into your face, and they're a lot softer. <laughs> I hate it came out wrong, but that's not what I meant. <laughs> I'm not sure what league he plays in. You never know. <laughs> um, so then this game is just chugging along. It's just chugging along. Okay, I, I'm talking about baseball, not balls. I'm sorry. It's Pride Month. I apologize. And Keep going. You should be thinking about balls any time of year, Tommy. Um, not just Pride Month. I celebrate Pride Month. In my own yeah, way. I, I know you do. Um, uh, so then the game is like just slugging, and the Nats are <laughs> stinking. And... Thanks, Gary. Gary's involved this morning. Um, let, let me know when the adult can speak again. <laughs> you get the giggles out. Usually, you're the like 12-year-old boy giggles over there. But you got me talking about gnats, and so like, I'm just focused on that. Sorry. All right. Get it Back out. to you. <laughs> okay. um, uh, and then the net behind home plate just like all of a sudden just falls down i think it was like the seventh or eighth it was towards the end of the game trey turner's up there and trey like you don't see him get annoyed very often but he was like come on like <laughs> this game is sucking our pitchers are just like struggling and literally the net comes down and so with that like you don't just like pin it back up like it like came unhinged there's like and pulleys it, and, and and all kinds of things that would be involved in that right they gotta get ladders and like the crew and and it got like all entangled like the camera guy was like all like efficient and <laughs> like all, all of his gear was like all stuck in it i mean it was just kept on happening <laughs> and then the crew came out and like heaved ho the net back up on the field but then there was like nowhere to anchor it onto the field and then they're like okay take that down it didn't work so then they went inside the stadium and heaved hoved it up there and ladders were brought out and it was just like well, you they know. couldn't play the game with the net down, right? Because no, yeah, you couldn't. So then they thought, well, maybe you could clear out the crowd behind home plate and play up there. But still, I don't know. I'm sure the folks who had seats behind home plate were like, "Yeah, sure, I'll move." In Philadelphia, they were like, "Yeah, whatever you need, happy to help." <laughs> well, it's funny you say that, though. Although the commentators did not say it, what I mean was something nefarious happening because we do know that Philadelphia sports Probably, fans, yes. they're animals. Totally. <laughs> There's a jail underneath the Eagles stadium for a reason, people. Right. Did someone just go snip up oh. at the top? I don't know. Well, I feel like you would need like a bolt cutter. You wouldn't be able to do like a Wile E. Coyote scissor situation. I, you know what? It's Philadelphia. I don't know. It's gritty up there and <laughs> doing his thing. I don't, I don't know. So the and Nats end up losing. They need a day off. Um, but the good news is is that the Nats are coming back home uh, here in D.C. this weekend, and it's the first time in a long time that we'll have uh, full capacity in the stadium. Love that. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great to like get everyone in there and, and go to games and do the things. Yeah. <sighs> That's going to be so much fun. Because so many fans, too, were so bummed that they couldn't because like, the season ticket holders having first access and all of the things, um, it's great that it's going to be happening. And later on this week, too, we're going to talk to Jonathan Stahl, one of the VPs over at the Nats, about what to expect um, and the things that are, are coming up um, with the full capacity back at Nats Park. You saw the bullpen over the weekend on social media. That was pretty full. Yeah, White Ford Bronco mm -hmm. performed there. There was a concert. There was 
I don't know. What is the bullpen hold? A couple thousand? Yeah, totally. Totally. People dancing together all hot and sweaty on mm-hmm. a summer night. It was great to see. I went to a bar over the weekend. I, I sat at a bar. I ordered a drink in the District of Columbia. It was amazing. It, it is pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome as things are opening up. It feels so good. And it's so amazing like how we quickly go back to like whatever word we're using for like normal, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, we got this. You sit at the bar. Let's do this. I mean, there's, you know, it's like riding a bike. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so you were out of town. I was in town this weekend and like there were like groups of people who clearly came in like for a celebration who were like drunk in the street and there were like, you know, people like honking at each other at the red lights and people leaving scooters <laughs> everywhere. Like nature's healing. <laughs> totally. I saw a minivan from Nebraska on the mall when I went for a run. Like they were like tourists are here. Like it's happening. Were they creeping down Rock Creek? I hate those tourists. Like, they're like, looking around they're like, oh my gosh. No, but we were on Rock Creek this weekend and there were like bicycles taking up 78 lanes and like people yeah. walking all packed through the tunnel. And then like, wow, like it's ha- nature's healing. Nature's yep. healing. Yep. It, it feels great. Although I do find myself like observing more. Like when you're coming up Rock Creek Park, like the huge bridge that would be like Connecticut Avenue, I was just like, wow, that was a hell of a, hell of a job building that bridge, everybody. <laughs> Back in the day, that was way to go. That's not a new bridge. And that was, that's really high. <laughs> so way to go. Is it because the infrastructure bill is being debated? <laughs> you know what? I, I, I did see a little bit of crack on the facade. I was okay. like, hashtag infrastructure. Somebody call Pete. Tell him about this one too, because <laughs> we need to fix it. Let's go. Yeah, that could also be it. <laughs> infrastructure is on the mind. <laughs> well, it's a very DC thing. Totally, totally. But it's great. Nature's healing. We're all happy about it. I agree. I agree. I mean, in Rehoboth Beach, uh, yeah, it is It is full tilt bo- boogie. I mean, <laughs> there are restaurants that are packed and beaches that are full. Love it. Love to see it. Yeah. Although it's interesting now, we were talking about this before the show, like there needs to be some more guidance on the mask thing because there needs to be like a sign, right? That's like, you have to wear a mask in this place or you don't have to wear a mask in this place because, ah, <laughs> like throughout the weekend, I went to several different restaurants and some of them you have to like wear your mask over the threshold of the restaurant. But then when you sit down, you can take your mask off or some people just have you, you can just walk in with the mask. Some servers are wearing masks some people are not wearing masks. I think we should have like a little red sign that's like, this is a mask place. And a little green sign that's like, this is a no mask place to have some continuity people. It's stressful. I love that you're such a rule follower. I just don't wear a mask. And then until I'm tapped on the shoulder to wear a mask, I put it on. I have it on like a little wristlet. Totally. And I've got like my picture of my vaccine card. I'm like, I did all the things you asked me to do. (laughs) You're such a rule follower. Yes. My dad's a cop. I was born this way. Yes. This is how I was raised. Like the rules are the rules. But at the same time, like I have my little, like my little like mask on, but I, ah, yeah, it is like karate kid thing. Could be like mask on mask off. Like just tell me what to do. Yeah. Um, Ron Fox has a very, this is the, this is what I'm following too. If there's no sign, no mask. Ah, I'm into that. Yeah. And I noticed that the, the, a lot of the major chains like Trader Joe's, Safeway, Giant, C- CVS, Walgreens, mm-hmm. Walmart, they all have no mask policy. So yep. Yep. Th- those are kind of leading the way. And I do feel like too, like at this point, like the vaccine is pretty well available. And if you don't know how to get it, just text me. I'll find it for you. 703-782-4519. It is so crazy because I was in Rehoboth just like off my, it was my daughter was down there with us because she's doing distance learning and 
we needed to get her second dose. Mm-hmm. So we had it scheduled in DC and then we, we were ended up going to Rehoboth for the last minute. There were like multiple places in little Rehoboth that she could get, just walk in to get her vaccine. That's awesome. It's amazing. It was incredible. I mean, you just think where we were a couple months ago, we had these like long lines and we were just like Walgreens had them. The giant had them. The CVS had them. The convention center was giving them out. I mean, take your pick. <laughs> that's, un- that, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and little overhope it. So you got to believe in these bigger areas. Like it's just if you want one, you got one. So um, yes, actually yesterday. I, uh, long story. I was at a pride pool party yesterday, and I was of course speaking. You were. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. And I was speaking with. Um, I mean, wait, very- wait, hey, hang on a second. Were there unicorn floaties? No, but there were several contestants from RuPaul's Drag Race performing. Okay. So that that, that I think is the new unicorn floaty. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> And um, I was talking with a guy who um, works for one of the European embassies in the communications team. And he's like, I almost did the accent. I would have given it away. But he's like, I'm we're really impressed with how America has like done the vaccine rollout and all of those things. And mm-hmm. I, like that the, the, the European embassy that he works for was like, oh, we're actually going to go ahead and follow the American protocols. <laughs> and they like got their vaccine here because, you know, they're here. But um, they were applauding. So our, our, our friends in Europe were applauding America with our, with our vaccine rollout. Well, there's a win. There you go. You know what? <laughs> Gay pool party diplomacy. That's what I'm here for. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that was like one of many conversations. That must have been early on in the day. <laughs> yes. Very early on in the day. Before the uh, cucumber, icy, frozen alcoholic slushies came out. <laughs> that were probably low calorie and fabulous. A hundred percent. Um. Let's talk about Simone Biles and how she just can't stop winning. I love it. I love everything about it. I know. So she won her seventh national championship. She's just like, like it's hard. And you, you look at her. I've seen it footage. I don't know if you saw it, Tommy, of her like doing all of her tumbling and all totally. the things. It almost is like she's not breaking a sweat. Right. And I know so much training and focus and dedication and everything that she's gone through, but it is kind of incredible that she just nails it every time. And I guess she's saying, you know, she's excited for um, Tokyo, fingers crossed, um, that uh, this is going to be her last Olympic. Um, and she's she's very much come to terms with it. So she's just going to nail it and do her thing. And, and she's just incredible. That's I mean, awesome. I really just and like such a leader in the sport, too, and a mentor to a lot of the younger girls there. So it's just great to see her continue to be successful. We got to find a video. There's a video somewhere from when she was in D.C. And I rode with her from a school in Arlington down to Capitol Hill in the back of an Uber. And we like did an interview <laughs> on the on the ride. We got I got to find that audio and video somewhere because we didn't use nearly enough of it when we were we were on the radio. We was like 30 seconds of it. But I had this whole drive <laughs> from Arlington to D.C. And she is just I got to spend that time with her, like in the backseat of an SUV. And she is just the nicest, like answered all the questions. So positive. It was when she was on Dancing with the Stars too. Oh, um, really? And she, yeah, she's just she's so wonderful. Good, good peeps. It will be fun to cheer her on. And in DC, I'll make it DC at the corner of Fifth and New York Avenue. There's a giant billboard of her and Jonathan Van Ness on a balance beam for Uber Eats. Is it really? Oh, yeah, that's right. Because she's got that endorsement. Yeah. So it's the two of them sitting like back to back on a balance beam. I like it's, an, it's a billboard that's on a corner, so it has like an intersection to it, and they're both on it. So. There you go. 
making it real fun DC. Okay, so then this is a good lead into my next story. Is um, of course the whole Naomi Osaka pulling out of the French Open happened last week, and you know for her to take care of her mental health, and she has her own personal reasons. But it, what was really cool about it is that she was vocal of why um, she was pulling out. She has a major endorsement deal with a lot of brands. I didn't realize she is um, is the highest paid professional tennis women's tennis athlete. Um, totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just you think always of Serena Williams, right? Having all the endorsements, but right. it, she is sort of the next generation. But um, she has an endorsement deal with Sweetgreen, the salad oh. company. I guess that's what we call them, right? The salad yeah. food chain. And DC, and of course they were founded in DC, bunch of guys at Georgetown. Um, the original one is right on, right in the heart of Georgetown and still there to this day. Um, so they, their Wall Street Journal did a whole article about like, they've never really done a big, like celebrity endorsement deal, Sweet Green. Oh. And so they were really trying to think how they were going to handle all this. And they just, for the first time, I guess it, that's why the Wall Street Journal did it, is instead of like kind of like being, oh my gosh, our athlete's not performing, was sort of like doubling down and being like, we support her. You know, we're a wellness company. We're all about self-care. That's why we provide healthy food. We support Naomi and all the things that she's doing, which was kind of cool to see. That's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but also, and I, I read this Wall Street Journal article, by the way, if you haven't seen the photos of her endorsement deal, she looks amazing. Um, but uh, the original founders from D.C., from Georgetown, are still like very involved in the company, even though the company is valued over a billion dollars. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, this little company in D.C., now worth a billion dollars. You know why it's valued at a billion dollars? <laughs> because the app makes it so quick and so easy for you to get divorced from your money and a salad ready at a restaurant. <laughs> And that's it's not an ad, but it could be. But I like there's one not far from me, and literally I like think about my app maps. Like, did you want the guac and roll? And I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. <laughs> and 15 minutes later, there you go. I don't know how it happens, but it like it like knows I'm thinking about it. Mm -hmm. So that's how they became a billion dollar company. I, Two clicks, salad. <laughs> Twenty dollar salad never tasted so good. You used to like this one. Would you also like this one? How did you know? Yes. <laughs> Do I want a three dollar spindrift? No, but maybe. Okay, sure. Get in the cart. The Amazon of, of salads. Totally, a hundred percent. Well, that's awesome that she's that she's still got you know the support. Yeah, for sure. And you know we'd like to find the DC angle there. So there you have it. Totally. And we wanted to start talking about um, like the local restaurants and the places that we've been discovering and enjoying and experiencing. And um, not as healthy as Sweet Green, but definitely helps with your wellness and makes you feel good. I got I checked out Caruso's Grocery with my husband last night in uh, on Pennsylvania Avenue in Southeast. It's in this new building called the Blackbird by this new um, food hall called the Roost. And Caruso's is this like family like makes you feel like you walked into like someone's aunt's kitchen. Um, red sauce Italian place, really reasonably priced. The chicken park what chicken parm was banging it was amazing <laughs> and just like the pasta and the salads and it was just an awesome spot to check out and my husband had a a little swordfish fillet which was the healthy option and i was like give me all <laughs> yeah i was like give me all the parm i've been at i've been at a pride pool party all day long I, need to yeah, I was just about to say you had the parm your husband who was like had the healthy option no good for you yeah i need to soak up the tequila so that's what that's what happened there <laughs> But it was so good. And like I have leftovers in my fridge today and um, I posted about it on Instagram and everyone was like, what is that place? Where is it? So that is why um, I wanted to talk about that today. Yeah, it's, it is cool to see that restaurants are sort of 
opening up. There's so many new restaurants that are uh, happening and opening up. Um, but it's still really challenging to find uh, some of these restaurants are having a really hard time finding staff. Yes. With everything yeah. that went that went on, a lot of people left the hospitality industry. So it, it's 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 this weird time. Like it's great to see new restaurants, but you're like, I hope everything's okay. Yeah. So this spot, it's it's not big. It's probably fifty seats or forty seats or so. Um, and they, this is how you know, like it's going to be great because a lot of the staff and Kelly, you and I have been like in the restaurant industry for a while. We've known a lot of people. It came recommended to me by so Chef Scott Drino, who runs Chico and uh, Anju. I saw him on the street and he's like, you got to go to Caruso's. And so like, if a chef tells you, you got to go somewhere, you're like, all right, all right, let's do this. But then when you got there, this, a lot of the staff was like people who used to be at other places who had like mm -hmm. all come together to, to be um, with this place. And the chef Matt Adler is just El Dante. It's amazing. <laughs> all of it was delicious. I have to add it to the list. Yeah. So let us know about your favorite spots too. If there's a restaurant that you just recently discovered and you want us to check it out or talk about it, 703-782-4519 is our text line. You can send us a group text anytime um, and get involved. Um, I will say on the local thing, I can bring I can bring it back to D.C. with Rehoboth. So in Rehoboth, a lot of the restaurants are really struggling with staff down there, a whole different ball of wax going on there. But mm -hmm. there is a new restaurant that opened up that is um, founded by Ellen and Todd Gray, who run um, Equinox. Here oh, in yeah. And they're, of course, like they've been in the restaurant industry. They're sort of like the OGs of fine dining here in D.C. Totally. And they've opened up this. It's called Federal Fritter. And it's like super casual, super what you'd find in Rehoboth. It's called who Fritter? Federal. Federal Fritter. Fritter. Oh, that's so cool. And so a couple of things. First off, um, they were, you know, they were right near Black Lives Matter Plaza. Mm -hmm. And we're boarded up for some time. They've taken the boards from the restaurant um, and brought them down to Rehoboth and repurposed them into the tables in the their restaurant in Rehoboth Beach. That's so cool. And they've taken artwork and made it all like DC inside. And they've done it throwback to the 80s. So there's like a Commander Salamander corner. There's like M Street and, and Georgetown with the Riggs Bank. I mean, it's just it's got everything. Is there a Mary and Barry section? <laughs> um. I didn't go that far. I didn't go that far. But leave it to Ellen and Todd Gray. Like, yes, it's a casual dining. But in the back, there's a very nice bar with Top Shelf Liquor. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Federal Fritter. That is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really cute. And you can't miss it. It's right on the avenue because there's a there's a DC flag on the front. How big is it? Like, is it a, is it, it a pretty big spot or is it? No, it, it, it's it's small. It's small. And, and I guess Todd and Ellen and their son are, are working there. It's definitely a family business. Um, but they're like, yeah, we're retiring down here. We love it here. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So it was just fun to see like a little mix of Rehoboth, as you know, is one of my favorite places on this planet. And, mm -hmm. and DC is my favorite city to those two coming together in that unique way. That is really cool. Federal Fritter. I love that name. Yeah. And fritters are delicious. Yes. Yes. Very cool. Mm. So way to get all hungry for your Monday. There you go. <laughs> By the way, um, we were on vacation last week. We published up a couple of long form interviews on the podcast. If you subscribe to the podcast, you can get them anywhere. Um, you get your podcast. I can't imagine why you wouldn't want to listen to more of this all day long. When you subscribe and review and leave a comment, please, please, please for doing that. If you like us, if you don't like us, just get lost. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And Gary, thanks again for that shout out. Yes, just Freddy's and Crystal City, which we love. Um, the only gay bar in Northern Virginia. Mm -hmm. um, they are opening in Rehoboth Beach and they were open last weekend. Oh, they were awesome. Yes. I bet that was a scene. Yes. <laughs>
<laughs> I was waiting for Kelly to report live from there. <laughs> Thank you very much for getting involved, Gary. Thank you for listening and watching and uh, for the support. We really appreciate you supporting our uh, independent podcast. So past episodes up, you can get those anywhere you get your podcast. Hit the subscribe button. And uh, thanks for joining us and getting involved today. We'll see you next time.